Welcome to another episode of the Average African Kid Podcast. Today we have a guest on our hands. Yes, today we're talking about millennial money. Have you ever wondered what the jobs of the 21st century look like? Well, today we have Ufama Elovio. He's a husband, a father of three, a business motivator, YouTuber, tech innovator, and investor. He holds an a HND in industrial safety technology at the Petroleum Train Institute, Ephraim, and a diploma in marine surveying at Lloyd's Maritime Academy or Kent College in London. So without further ado, let's welcome Ufama Elovie to the podcast. Hello, everyone. It's nice to be here. and I'm happy to share my thoughts with you all. Uh, yeah, so let's go. Uh, thank you very much for accepting our interview. So I guess we just jump right into it. What are 21st century jobs? Okay. Um, 21st century jobs are... Um, you know, jobs that are not traditional by nature. Okay. And by that, I mean, we're not talking of the regular engineering uh, career, the regular uh, medicine, the lawyer, the uh, accountant, and all that. <clears throat> so uh, we're talking about jobs like blogging, vlogging, e-commerce, uh, nanotechnology, uh, custom implant organ design, uh, waste management, that's to reuse, reduce, or recycle products and waste, robotics, you know, AI, that's uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, freelance photography, motivational speaking. You know, I could, I could go on. These are not... Uh, uh, jobs that are traditional by nature. So, and most of these jobs have come about by innovation. People deciding to disrupt the status quo and then, you know, uh, giving rise to jobs uh, such as these. So, yeah. So these are some examples of 21st uh, century jobs. Oh, wow. That's, that's really cool. So what inspired you in the first place to start working on... 21st century jobs? Well, um, you know, first of all, I love technology. I love tech. You know, so it's my love for tech that has really pushed me. You know, the love for innovation. Um, and again, just seeing the obvious. I mean, like I just said, these uh, job uh, scopes or these careers, they are not, they are not uh, careers that you would find uh, 30 years ago. You know, they were not there. They were not, there was nothing like uh, a nanotechnologist. There was not, nothing like a hydroponic uh, or aquaponic uh, agriculture or aeroponic agriculture. There was, there was nothing like a, a, um, a virtual assistant, you know. So seeing the obvious, when you start seeing that these, these uh, careers... They are cropping up and they are being uh, filled by people who are skilled and all that, and and they are making a career out of it. Then you know you should you should 
you should start uh, studying that trend and trying to fit yourself inside the trend. So, um, yeah, so that's why I got into studying it. So you mentioned hydroponic agriculture and another type of agriculture. Could you please explain those to those who don't know what they mean? Okay, so these are all types of vertical uh, farming, you know. So by vertical farming, what I mean is it's, it's, it's a, an innovation of farming, a type of farming that um, is done in your immediate surroundings. So, for example, you have a sky-rise building, let's say the Burj Khalifa in, in Dubai, and someone in the uh, 15th floor needs to go and buy tomatoes and um, somehow he finds it very difficult to come down the, the lift and go to the ne next, uh, the closest, uh, mall, cl closest uh, mall, and then he buys the tomato and all that. But with the uh, advent of vertical farming, you can actually grow tomatoes inside your house. So hydroponic uh, <clears throat> farming is the type of farming where you use um, nutrients, liquid nutrients, to grow product. You don't need the soil. You just put them in, in the liquid uh, products, uh, containers, and, all, and put the nutrients in there. And they grow just with water and nutrients. You just feed them with nutrients, uh, you, you know, inject nutrients into the water every day as required. And then you can grow tomato, you can grow any, pretty much any type of uh, uh, agricultural product you want to grow. So speaking about vertical farming and all these types of 21st century jobs, I have to ask you, how sustainable is it to work from home? Companies like Google, Apple and all that, and maybe many unknown large companies hmm. have discovered that they can actually cut their running cost hmm. by letting people stay at home, work from home, and all those running costs that uh, you will usually generate because people are um, coming together, you can avoid all that, you can save all that money. Yeah. Some companies who usually run large warehouses were able to bring their stuff close to their houses, maybe their garage, and discover that, wow, I don't need to pay this rent anymore. Yeah. I can just keep storing my stuff here and, you know, I do So there is some major um, cost-cutting reasons that people have seen and, and companies have seen, and it has made them to actually offer people to work from home. You know, uh, if you look at it from the empl employee side, you see that many people are now discovering that companies can actually move on with or without them, you know, and yeah. So um, there's a lot to learn from, from this pandemic. Yeah, private careers, you know, and that's what is keeping them going right now. Wow, that's, that is really cool. So I guess I have to ask you this. So who can work in these 21st century jobs that you talked about early on? Okay. <clears throat> who, who can work yes. for the 21st century jobs? Who can yes. work? Anyone willing to put time and effort to bring value to others. Mm. You understand? So mm. people generally... In business, in, 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 the, in the business world, people buy value. You see, 
anything you do, anything you, you spend your money on, it's because of value. You want value for that. So, so anyone that is willing to develop their skill can work in the 21st century. You know, you see, if you, if you look at the, the skill sets of the 21st century, they emanate from the STEAM skills. When I mean STEAM, I mean science, technology, engineering, arts, and maths. You know, these skills have actually propelled the careers in the 21st century. So if you have these categories, you, know, you, won't, you won't run out of options. Okay. And wow. let me just say something, you know, Nigeria, using Nigeria as, as an example, Nigeria, when ranking the skill set of graduates mm -hmm. worldwide, this is from the World Economic Forum, Nigeria ranks 135th out of 140 universities, countries worldwide in terms of skill set. Oh, wow. Of graduates. So we are so, so, so low. Our graduates come, they, they all pass out with little or nothing. They have almost zero skills. Why? Because if you check the curriculum, it's so outdated. Teaching them stuff that, has, that, that have been debunked, you know, maybe in the 90s and all that, they're still teaching them. I don't know of any school that teaches nanotechnology, you know, and all that, or robotics or artificial intelligence. Intelligent and all that. I don't know of any school, That's you know, true. in this country. So it's not in the curriculum. If you learn it, it's probably the lecturer just wants to tell you by himself. It's not in the curriculum. So that's more reason why everybody needs to develop so that you can you can be relevant in this uh, in this in the next decades. So basically, learn things that are valuable in this decade and teach others these things because they are not going to be taught this in the schools where they're going to be learning most part for the most part yeah at least for the time being at, the t at least for the time being and also use that leverage that you've gained from these new fields that are still in their infancy phases to actually put yourself like basically make yourself a specialist in those areas so that others can look to you for some answers that you might already have because you've studied in depth about them yes that's, that's actually giving value yeah giving value so one of these platforms that you talked about for the 21st century jobs is YouTube. So there's been this question over time and there's been this argument that, oh, YouTube started quite a while ago. And those who are very successful on YouTube right now are the creators that started at the beginning of YouTube. So there's this argument that, oh, those who join YouTube now are only the leftover of the algorithm. The algorithm really accepts those who came in really early on. So is it possible for someone starting YouTube now to actually be successful in this long run with this 21st century jobs? Okay, so I said yes, and YouTube is just 15 years old. Okay. And the traditional career paths we have, most of them, there is none of them, there is none of them that is less than 100 years old. Hmm. I take accountancy, engineering, medicine, you know, uh, law, they are all over 100 years old and they are still thriving till today because at that time there was nothing to replace them you know not that they will be completely replaced in this age but you have more innovations in those areas you see so 
For YouTube, there are millions of inactive YouTube channels making you feel that the environment is choked up. You feel, oh, there are so many people. Yeah. I'm telling you, half of YouTube uh, uh, YouTubers, they are inactive. Yeah. They are not consistent. They, are, they, don't, they don't post. They don't follow up. See, see? So, but you can be among the active ones. Yeah. See? So, and it, it also includes Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and all those ones. All you need is to be consistent to bring value and to understand the algorithm. Once you do those three things, you bring value, you are consistent in sharing, in uploading uh, valuable information, and you understand the algorithm, you will succeed. Yeah, and that also applies for podcasting. You have to be consistent, you have to add value, and you have to understand the algorithm, which includes things like rating like for now example if you're listening to this please rate this podcast on whatever platforms you're listening to on follow on our website the average african kid at podbean so wherever you are understand that the algorithm helps it kind of pushes whatever platform it is it's kind of like recommended to viewers podcasting has a less successful algorithm because it's harder to decide to discover new podcasts but if you share this with friends and family we can help build that population as we go on Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, for creators that have been there myself, you get to a point when you are doing so much in YouTube and podcasting, and you get to a block. You just seem to not be increasing the number of followers, increasing the number of views, or the number of downloads you get. So, what? How do you overcome those blocks and creativity? Yeah, like I said, basically, it's just. Being consistent, don't give up, just create value, you know, understand the algorithm of the platform you're using. And another important thing is to narrow your niche. Don't be a jack of all trades. I'll give you an example. There is a a lady in in YouTube that started less than five years ago. She she has over 500,000 subscribers right now. And what's her niche? Um, Fashion... Uh, style, styling or something like that for women above 40 years old. You could see because she knows that there are so many fashion stylists, YouTubers and all that, that cover young people and all that. So her focus is just 40 years and older. So you have all the 40 years and older women flocking to her channel and that's how she, she made it. But if she just came and said fashion style for women, she may not be able to make it because her style may not be as modern as the, the 20, 29-year-old. Yeah. You understand? So you'll have to narrow your niche. Be specific. So know who your audience is and target your audience. Don't speak to everybody because not everybody is, is, is listening to you. you see, if, for example, you are, you're, you're, you're teaching, um, let's say, elementary maths, you see, Focus on just one grade, let's say grade three, and develop your 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 your, your examples and the way you, you approach your, your problem solving skills and all that methods. And you see that all grade three people that encounter you, they will definitely and when they progress, they learn. They will they will invite their friends. The parents will talk to each other. Ah, go to this guy's YouTube channel. 
He's a specialist in grade three. Mm -hmm. But if you are teaching all grades, then it's, it's a bit cumbersome for you to follow up to be consistent and to actually uh, target uh, all, that, all, the, all, the, the, all the various niches in that, in that category. You have grade one, two, three, four, five, six, and so on. So it's difficult. Narrow your niche. That's a very great point right there. Because I've fallen into that trap before because I always try to talk to everybody. Like you were saying, I need to be specific. Talk to a particular set of people. Know your target audience and follow that niche. Just keep dig into that particular spot and that's where you can get planted and you can grow. Mm -hmm. So when you were talking about professions, the medicines, the steams, the engineering, the arts, the science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Are they mm -hmm. still as lucrative? Is medicine, engineering, law, those are the three that people really look at in Nigeria, in parts of Africa. Mm -hmm. Are they still as lucrative as they were earlier on? Okay. Yeah. Um, what I would say is yes, but not without the intervention of STEAM innovation. Hmm. What I mean STEAM is, for example, most uh, of the modern equipment used today from, from fingerprint tech, using law to, to trace and track criminals and all that, to laser thermometers used right now, you know, and carbon fiber products used in consumer goods. All these were not existing in the traditional uh, uh, curriculum in schools back then, but because they, they, they continued to upgrade, I would say yes, they will still remain relevant as long as they continue to upgrade, as long as they continue to allow in interventions and innovations and disruptions of, the, of their ecosystem, yes, they, will, they are still relevant. Before, you have to tear somebody completely open to carry out surgery, yeah. but right now you have various options. For the same surgery to take place, so yeah, without yeah, without innovation and, and and all this technology, nanotechnology, for example, you couldn't be you, you wouldn't be able to do that. Hmm. Oh, that's that's really true. That's really true. So you need to be ready. You need to be ready to learn and need to be adaptable. Yes. So those things, do you think that they will be achieved within the the system, like the medical system? The, the law schools, the engineering schools, you think they'll be achieved within this or you have to go outside of the classroom to go and gain this, these kind of skills that you talk about being adaptable for? Yes, okay, for example, um, for the medical, let's take the medicine, for example. Mm -hmm. Most of the equipment manufactured are done in collaboration with engineers and medical professionals yes. so it's not just that you get to school nobody's going to teach you about the latest equipment mm -hmm. most of these things you learn it on the job there is enormous collaboration between the medical field and the engineering field and lots of a lot of equipment uh, have been um, produced and are in use because of this collaboration mm -hmm. And you have much of these happening in the Western world and, and, in, and in Asia. You know, but here in Africa, for example, using Nigeria as a case worry, 
you have a doctor who is, you know, just is he's, he's working as a as a doctor, and all he knows are maybe some few stuff he browsed from the internet and uh, without proper training, or what he has been taught at school. You know, if such a person goes, finds himself in New York, in a sophisticated hospital, he will not even pass for a nurse, because he, he, he will not be competent to use equipment, he will not be certified, he will not know the procedures, the mode, the, the mode of operation of the hospital, the way they do things, you know, because over there, they are always advancing, they are always innovating, you know, so it, it will be difficult for somebody to just fit in without getting going through the process of upgrading yourself, you see, so there is a lot of collaboration and it has given rise to lots and lots of equipment for, you know, for use, for example, I told you of the, uh, the is it the infrared um, uh, temperature uh, equipment, it, it didn't exist, you know, like, let's say 15 years ago, there was nothing like that, you know, but because they, they, they would have encountered, somebody must have encountered the need to develop such an equipment to remotely access somebody's temperature. And today you see how useful is it, it is now for the, during this pandemic. So um, traditional uh, professions, they are still lucrative as long as the, the, those who practice it, they upgrade. They are progressive. They, are, they upgrade themselves so we, to fit into the uh, modern that's world. That's really good. So we talk about the fact that you need to upgrade yourself. In a context of a 21st century job, let's say you're working from home, you run a podcast, a YouTube channel, or some other creative endeavors that can give you some uh, an income stream, basically. So I have to ask this question mm -hmm. for new creatives that are going to be listening to this. Would you rather hire a professional to help you, let's say, with video editing or audio editing, or would you try and learn all the pieces to do it yourself? What's your preference? Okay, so the thing is, um, if you can do it alone, then do it. You'll save money. Because the, the first thing you have to think like a businessman, you know, in business, profit is the most important thing. And for you to get profit, you must create value. So once you pursue value, you will make profit. You know, so if you do something for yourself and you have the value to add, then why outsource it? Because you're going to pay for that. So if you can do it, yes. And if you can do it well, yes, the better. You see, but if you if if not, then you have places like Fiverr, Freelancer, you know, etc. Uh, and to tell you, there are many many YouTubers, big YouTubers, and bloggers who outsource their material, their scripts. They they have people who are into script writing. They just tell them a topic, and then they generate the whole script. They do everything for you. They, you pay them. They send it to you, and then you just you do your video. That's really good. That's so really yeah. Good. And speaking of that, we're working on a collaboration with a partner company really soon. So you'll get some big news about this. So I want to keep my, my cards close to my chest, but very soon you'll be hearing about something coming up. So watch out for that in the next few episodes. So 
if you were to employ someone, let's say it's a skill that you can't handle yourself, what would you be looking for in uh, someone you want to employ to help you with a skill? Because we do have creatives on the other end of this podcast who are wondering, how can I get my fingers into helping other people create their content? Okay, the first thing I need to do is to check your reviews. How, 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 what, how do people see you? How do they read your jobs? You, what you've done for them? You know, are you, uh, you know, what is then? The next thing is, what is your portfolio? What are, what jobs have you done? You know, I, I need to go through all that and your communication skills. You know, your readiness to to adapt to what I want because it's about the the person who hired you. You know, he has a vision, he has a plan, he has what what he wants to achieve. How flexible are you to help him achieve that? rather than wanting to impose your own idea on him, you know. So, yeah, those are the things I'll look at. Reviews, portfolio, communication skills, you know. And always remember that you can outsource all these things with just a click, you know, on the internet. You may not really have a physical uh, team. You can have a virtual team that you work with. Anytime you have a job, you just you write to them, they handle your job for you. You know, so whether or not physical or virtual, it's still the same thing. You have to review the person's, uh, when I say review, check past reviews of clients, what they are saying about him, and then um, check his portfolio. Is he competent enough? Has he done stuff that you, that yeah, you, you, you feel comfortable with? You know, and then how, 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 how does he communicate? If you notice, I'm not, I, I'm not going to bother myself about, his uh, qualification, or is he a graduate, or is he, no, that's not important in today's world. That's really, that's really good. That's really good. Thank you very much for such a value you've added to our podcast today. We're so grateful for having you on here. So if our listeners want to reach you, how can they reach you? Yeah, I mean, you can reach me on email, uh, invent adenos at gmail.com you can also uh, I'll probably send you my YouTube link um, Facebook link so and Twitter link so you can they can also reach me through those uh, and mediums. all of them will be in the descriptions um, below so look down and you'll find them right there right now alright yes okay thank you very much once again for talking about the 21st century and millennial money Okay, that's another episode of The Average African Kid. Subscribe, share this with someone else. And if you don't know how to subscribe, just follow and keep on watching. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page and all the other things we're doing on this channel. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of The Average African Kid. (laughs) 